As a disclaimer, the views and comments made during this podcast are our own. Do not represent any entity that we volunteer with or employed by. Hey everyone, welcome to Lonesomatic, a podcast where we discuss geopolitics and after a whole bunch of nonsense over beers. We're recording on October 21st in Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Ryan Young, and joining me tonight is... Allison Cunningham. Kevin Truitt. And Ryan. So tonight, in another episode, we're going to be doing kind of uh, international norms and pretty basically that nothing matters anymore. Nothing matters. It all It's all kind of fucked in like the last year. has been like, it's just more crazier events than... Per, like really per usual like stuff happens but it's kind of been more consistent um it's so coincidental since you know uh some uh jackass became president uh like two years ago but hey we'll get to that before that uh we're gonna uh, get our beer tonight which kevin what are we drinking tonight we are drinking the truth uh an imperial <laughs> ipa uh by flying dog so uh i picked this out and um let's uh crack it open and uh take a sip but i'll uh so cheers. Uh, cheers. It's pretty good. So the reason I picked this is it tastes pretty good. It's a, oh, it's not overwhelming. Um, it's got a malt, not too malty, not too not too sweet, not sweet, but uh, like a sweet finish. You know? Yeah, a little bit. But I not, think it's the higher alcohol percentage. Probably. Um, don't don't turn to Christmas. <laughs> It was a nine point six percent, so the reason I chose the truth is because I think it fits well in the episode because a lot of countries sort of are making the truth subjective, you know, and this is capital T truth, um, especially regarding the violation of international norms. Um, you know, maybe they kill someone or can kidnap someone, and they pretend it doesn't happen, um, and they actively espouse sort of a like their media organs which are all part of a larger propaganda apparatus, both public and private, work together to sort of push a counter-narrative um, and sow discord. Um, and the Russians are the best at this, I think. Well, they, they had been. Chinese are pretty good. Iranians are okay. Turks are pretty good. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, so... <laughs> and the Saudis are... Yeah, so this basically the prompt I want to do this topic. Like, because last year's like, last thing has been disappearances and weird stuff like that, or attempted to. We'll get to some of those later. But the big thing for tonight, what, or, you know, why I want to do it, or for me, it was like the Saudi uh, situation recently. They supposedly, apparently, <laughs> murdered a uh, journalist in their, in their consulate in Istanbul and dismembered him. And they're just saying, no, Toy didn't do that, or the story keeps changing. Or it's, it's, I think the most recent thing I saw was he died in a fist fight. With 18 other people. <laughs> I mean, hey, fight, don't, fighting bears for suckers. You bring all your friends, okay? Like, it's, it's, it's really fucked, but it's like, it, is it going to matter? Is it going to change anything? Yeah, so um, the uh, journalist who was uh, wrote for Washington Post um, as an opinion columnist, um, more slightly, I would say, Islamist leanings, but not necessarily... He's critical of the Saudi regime, that's for sure, and a lot of it's but turned the, more recently. But right, he's right. not, like, I'm not saying that as, like... Oh, no, no, the, wor- the weirdest thing is that he's not even the most outspoken critic. No, no. Like, that's, why, that's why it was weird, like, it was him. Like, it, Do you think it was a time and place kind of thing? I think it... For opportunity. For what, I, what I think for the operation is this. I think it was, it was a complete test to mm-hmm. see if they could do it and if they can get away with it. And, like, <laughs> it was a good way to put... And they get the... It, 
most of the administrations be like, hey, this guy's an American resident. Like, that's fucked up. What are you doing? And it's been like, oh, he's not American. Like, Trump said that. He's not American. It's like, well, whatever. You know, happens. I guess it was kind of like the response, which is all kinds of fucked. But, and, and the, see if they could do it. They obviously couldn't. They failed miserably at doing it. And like, yeah, the blowback to this has been you know. international. Yeah, well, and it, it just, I mean, other countries do this or get away with it. I mean, a good example would be Russia, but what, with the Saudi example, is just very bungled. Um, and also, it seems completely unnecessary to have done it. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, <laughs> it was, that's why it's, it was so weird. It's like, okay, but why? I don't understand. It, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there's worse people who talk trash about them in that kind of situation, and... Yeah, I think it was just a test to see if what happens if they do it, and basically from the U.S. response has been none. It's like, oh, we'll look into it, and then but in the end, like, then it's also like, oh, yeah, we spent how much money they buy from us, so who cares a shit? Well, it's it's been kind of mixed actually, because um, even Trump said he doesn't believe the Saudis, um, and it it seems like the pressure in the U.S. both from Congress and to some extent the administration, which has been very pro Saudi to this point is very much, you know, someone's head's going to have to roll Saudi if you want to, like, calm things down. Um, obviously, Saudi's rivals in the region, both Iran and the Qatari-Turkey sort of more Sunni-Islamist axis, yeah. have very much been celebrating. I mean, you don't see it openly, but, you know, they're a little... They, they not, they're not celebrating the death of the journalist who's a critic of the Saudi regime. Yeah. They're celebrating, celebrating they caught. Saudis, you know, stepping on a landmine that they laid themselves... Um, essentially, and it, it has definitely, you know, the kingdom has very much been grooming this PR campaign or grooming their image through a large PR, PR campaign, um, spending millions and millions of dollars in the United States um, and elsewhere to push a sort of more positive line. And it's interesting because Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince, is, who's really been the driver behind this Um He's taken a lot of flack for this, and everyone knows that he had his hands were his handprints are all over the. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's it's interesting just before um, you know just to look at it is the Saudis have been pushing this as like oh he's a reformer you know he's very like he's you know now Saudis can go to the theaters but he's also has a very very strong sort of authoritarian tendencies for better or worse right and in many cases like you know oh he gave women the right to drive but also the women who were activists you know pushing for the right to drive are all still in prison um and it's so, it's he's being yeah. less islamist but still but more authoritarian and it's like it's kind of like so people are missing that cha- transition yes yeah. like so i don't it know seems to be something though that's happening all over the world though yeah oh, yeah right i it, mean it's a trend it's in it's terms of leaders absolutely an international trend and it's not even it's it's almost like there it's the spirit of the age is sort of a boldness semi-populist authoritarian sort of, you know, we can do whatever we want and mm-hmm. there are no, I mean, or it's authoritarians capitalizing on populist energy to do whatever the fuck they want. Right. The, one of the most interesting things for the, well, actually, I'll get to this in a second, but like, with Saudi, why, it's good. Why do you think they did it? I was just about to ask that yeah, to so you guys. What do you, what do you think? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think what you said earlier was uh, kind of hit the nail on the head. It was a test. It was to see what the reaction would be. Um, because there are definitely other targets that I think could have been uh, more relevant 
to, um, you know. Yeah, there's plenty of guys in their country. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they can do that with impunity. I, mean, I know, but I know, but it's like, it's, it's. But what, it, honestly, I couldn't tell you why they decided to up their game, I think. Do you think it's a power play? I think it was meant to send a message. Like, well, um, I mean, how does the, what I'm, what I've been wondering is how does, how does the U.S. tie into this? Because obviously, I mean, that... I think, I mean, I think that, I think the Saudi regime and specifically the Crown Prince thought that their relationship with the Trump administration could sort of sail them through. And mm-hmm. and there's clearly, like, a, a very, like, frail, not frail, I don't want to say fragile male ego issue, but it's, there's a very much, like, a, an insecurity with... I don't know if it's the crown prince personally, but mm-hmm. with the sort of ruling cadre of elites now in control of the palace in Riyadh, um, that seemed to they, they they I think they took from the Trump administration, and I you know Mohammed bin Salman has a, a good personal relationship with uh, Jared Kushner, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think they took it as like a carte blanche to do okay well. As long as we stand with the the U.S. against Iran, like we can get away with whatever, and it's it it's it just shows that they're not good at this and they're naive at this. They're 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 never good operationally. That's why Yemen was so has been so fucked. I mean, like the UAE, who Emirates is going to fucking fight because they've been trained by mercenaries. Mm. But like they and you know they're well, they've been knocking people off in Yemen. Did you see that? There are a couple uh, supposedly. There's a news article, I think BuzzFeed, but I also saw something about circular reporting, and it it maybe being not true, but. That the Yemenis had hired some former special forces guys to just go in and knock off people they didn't like in Yemen. I mean, probably. I mean, it's, it wouldn't surprise me because like they, their military is basically gone. Like, well, it used to be like, the best guys were all uh, Salah's guys, and then he got killed, and then womp womp. Yeah. Well, and we're getting yeah, on top we of Yemen. Yeah, so yeah. Like, <laughs> on top of Yemen. But yeah, I mean, I think it was a message, also maybe operational task, because like I don't think I don't I don't think they got they plan to get caught. They just. And like they're they're they they obviously plan it out, or they at least they're con- at the very least they're contingent. It was like well, in case he dies in his nice talking they gave him, you know, aka torture um, or enhanced interrogation, depending on you, who you, how you vote. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> we'll talk about a little U.S. hypocrisy at some point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, it was it was they're terrorists. It was not journalists. That's fine. Um, a little water. Um, Russian roulette, yeah. roulette. <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, it, it's. I think you know, at the very least, our contingency was like, okay, we kill him, we'll cut him up and take him out of the country, which is super fucked. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like they could have played this off way better. I mean, you look at the, when the Russians do this sort of thing. You know, I mean, they well, they don't care first of all because they they are in a strong enough political position, even if their country is you know not doing that well economically. Well, maybe that's why this civilly. has blown up so much is because the Saudis do care so much. Well, here's... So, funny thing. So, the Saudis, one of the initial responses was like, oh, no, all the 15 guys were, were tourists. And it's the same excuse that they gave to the uh, the guys, the, Rus- the Russian agents who... Um, mm-hmm. to the Skipperall poisoning. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Not, uh, not, well, yeah, but also more recently, the... Um, is that that? The Novichok? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I, I'm stuck at names. But, like, that recent thing, they're like, you know... Yeah, they found the two guys. Like, oh, yeah, we went to Salisbury for vacation because who the fuck would do that? But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they flew in that day and flew out the same day. Oh, we just want to see. Yeah, right. The, the book cathedral. It's so nice. And then, and then, like the open source, like uh, researchers, you know, found out that they are in fact GRU operatives. The thing is, the GRU is just like 
getting all the heat. It's 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 so funny because like they they've done they've been blow their covers but they blew like some like three hundred fifty interview <laughs> the 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 post mission interview where they they're blew- like I don't know what they're talking about I I'm simple <laughs> fisherman <laughs> they they really they they the Russians could have also played this better so it's not like. The thing is, like, yeah. these countries... I feel like they're just, they don't have to try anymore, so they're like, Man. I don't know, that's what I mean. Like, they well, don't what, care. what do they do? <laughs> what, what has anyone done about it? I mean, Britain still is in its Brexit turmoil. Um, you know, I have my own thoughts on that, which, one, which are not public. Um. <laughs> don't worry, I have it. So anything ever happens to Kevin, I'm, everyone will know then. <laughs> but it's... And, and, and Britain... Well. Do, and, and really, all of Europe doesn't see itself sort of able to stand up to Russia on... These issues, they'll make you know, angry remarks, but there's there's not a real, real spirit to, you know, the, the Germans want Russian money, the British want Russian money, the French, you know, I don't know they, they, they want they want Russian oil. I don't yeah, think the French want the French want baguettes. Yeah, baguettes. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but but and, and Fine we're one. not racist. We but swear. but the difference between like Russia or China getting away with something like yeah. this and Saudi is like Saudi's stability. And security, you know, rest on a relationship with the U.S. And the U.S. is, it's obviously, like, even if the Trump administration privately would say, like, yeah, well, if you kill a journalist, you know, fake news, whatever, it, there's, that would be a small segment of the Trump administration. Where at large, the U.S. government would have a huge problem with that, mm-hmm. but, and multiple branches of the U.S. government, and the U.S., the American people, I mean, well, it's, it would just not be very yeah. happy with it. It's like, you can't just kill a journalist. That. Well, apparently you can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, well, actually, well, it's a little, so the funny, the thing I wanted to bring up a little earlier was, it, it's funny with Turkey's response, they're like, what call it evil, you know, mean, and Saudi is, and it's like, they drove the trying to redition, uh, that guy from Mongolia a couple months yeah. ago. So, like, this, this, like, like this guy, this Gulenist, supposedly, he's been in Mongolia for, like, 20, 25 years, he's, like, a teacher. Like, the uh, Turks w- flew into, um, what's capital of Mongolia? Lombatar. Yeah, that. Uh, and uh, they flew in there, grabbed him. They were on a private plane trying to take off the Mongolians. Like, what are you doing? No, you're not taking this person out of our country like this. And like the guy hadn't been back in you know Turkey well, in five years or so. And and Turkey's done this with Gulenists. I mean, Gulenists, you know, being their, you know, sort of yeah. their the windmills they wish to go fight. Um, right now, I mean, the, the movement obviously had a lot of animosity with, with uh, Erdogan, but it's clearly not a thing anymore. And anyone who was either affiliated with them or was affiliated with someone who was affiliated with them or, you know, was related to someone affiliated with them is probably, like, either fled the country or, like, laying low or in jail. Yeah. Um, but so the, that's the, going back to, like, Turkey has really monopolized this as, like, an excuse to, like, make them look good for the U.S. after the release of the pastor. And, oh, by the way, the, the Turks also, I saw some more... Just arrested a U.S. Canadian uh, preacher who was in Turkey. So, you yeah, know, if you're a preacher, don't go to Turkey. <laughs> or uh, better, if if you're the U.S. government, do a better job of telling Turkey that hostage diplomacy isn't isn't cool. And I get it; we're both in NATO, but like, yeah, the, 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 it's you, like trying to trying to mess with me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Turkey, NATO's biggest mistake. You're talking to me. <laughs> No, that's not true. I, I I think that it's it's not like inherent that Turkey would be. It was like ten years ago. It wasn't. It wasn't ten years ago. It was no, fine. It was really fine. It, 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 the Turkey's path 
I mean, the, the the writing may have sort of been on the wall, but there, no one could have predicted. Well, people could have predicted. No one really thought it would get this out of hand. Um, but they, yeah, they they jailed journalists. Turkey, the information environment in Turkey. I wrote my thesis on this. Um, is uh, it, yeah, is very controlled. The, the government and Erdogan personally will call editors of papers and news outlets. To tell if he sees a story he doesn't like and says, like, yeah, like, hey, get rid of that or get fire that guy. Like, Erdogan personally will do that. Uh, so. <laughs> Allison's worried about a spider on the floor. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt that. Um, but there's a spider probably the size of my thumb crawling toward me. It's probably a ghoulinist. Let's kill it. <laughs> it's a spy. Uh, so. <laughs> But so we're dealing with that. Um, <laughs> and I'm leaving this all in. So, it's so uh, speaking of assassinations, and, uh, funny. Yeah. So uh, I guess. Well, actually, with another another recent, I guess, successful disappearance was the the Interpol, the head of Interpol, and when he went to visit China. Well, that that got buried under the <laughs> under all this stuff. It's like almost China thought, hey, like. It's the perfect opportunity to black bag someone and bring them back to our country. <laughs> Who may or may not be the head of Interpol. Well, didn't he fly back on his own? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was going back to celebrate, like, a uh, festival of some sort. <laughs> One of the many. Yeah. 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 This is something, I mean, it happens all the time in China. And, and a lot of people don't give it as much recognition as I think it deserves. And I also wonder, so the Chinese have this term, um, saving face. Uh, <laughs> um, or you know, personal good relations, guanxi. Yeah. And um, and so you I think kill, kill your dissidents and save their faces. <laughs> this is in Game of Thrones. Okay, fair enough. Go on. <laughs> How do you know it's not? <laughs> very, very true. Um, yeah, and so this is something that I mean we've seen for centuries. It's documented, and um. But I think at the same time, China I, is one-fifth of the entire population. It's yeah. not something that you can easily uh, take down all at once if you have a problem with them. And especially the U.S. because we're so financially heavily connected yeah. to them. Yeah, but they're also financially connected to us. It, it's, well, a, it's a two-way street, you know. Yeah, hence trade wars. But yeah. Trade wars are great. I say trade war! <laughs> <laughs> but but the the issue isn't is that... China, now China's doing this. I mean, resting the head of Interpol. I mean, the thing is, like, it's like part of me is like that's really messed up. But also part of me is like, who's the fuck about Interpol? Okay, Interpol does some stuff, but actually, oh, oh. another thing is another thing is Interpol. has actually been used by a lot of these governments. You know, Turkey. I don't know about Saudi, but uh, Russia, China. Hmm. They, uh, they use inter- organizations like that. They'll put out a red notice. Like, um, I think Bill Brower was arrested. In I think it was Bill Brower, uh, who's like a he worked for the he was part of the reason the Magnitsky Act was passed, which yeah. puts yeah. sanctions on and it's named after put sanctions on corrupt or officials responsible for human rights violations. Yeah. Um, and he it, because Magnitsky was killed in a Russian jail cell for investigating corruption yeah. in the Russian government, which yeah. we all know the Russian government is like synonymous with corruption. Um, I mean, so I mean it's, it's, it's it's a oh it's like. <sighs> Yes and no. I feel like Russia is just like a mafia state. Well, and well, China's like you know just they did authoritarianism, right? I guess. Uh, China's got China's got a lot of the same, not the same, but I mean. 
I feel like My, uh, yeah, you can talk to him. I feel like Russia's more mobster and China's more Allison. <laughs> well, no, no, no. What are you thinking? No, no. It's like I, I really, I, I you just, you I'm just yelling you just now. When, when you have, no, yeah, basically, yes. No, when, no. The, the idea of having like a merit, meritocracy where like you know the best mm-hmm. people go to the top, but when realistically, like you know, it's well, like the, there's the one party, for, and you know, you know, the thing for many years has been the richest people go to the top in China, mm-hmm. whether they like to believe it or not. Um, and but I think that's not very communist. Well, well, okay. well. So exactly, and, yeah. and after specifically after the whole Tiananmen Square crackdown incident, nothing it, happened. What are you talking about? You're right. Sorry. <laughs> Hashtag, <Yeah>. you. <laughs> Hashtag Google. Hashtag <laughs> Google. like, what is Google? <laughs> Google's like, there is no Tiananmen Square. What are you talking about? We what want, we want that? Chinese business. <laughs> oh, I mean, mm, seriously. Google. Anyway. Anyway, um, where was I going with that? Uh, how how is it? How's your the government? What is that? Yeah. Oh, that's ah uh, yes ah uh, yes, um yeah. So basically, I just feel like China has this whole thing going on where they're trying to promote this image of peace, um because <laughs> hold your laughter, but especially right now after Tiananmen, there was such a heavy heavy pushback from the people. I mean, like the one fifth of the entire world's population yeah. people. And that's intimidating for anyone, for even one of the, I mean, call it what it is, greatest authoritarian leaders, Mao, <laughs> Mao and Mao's predecessors. So I forget, Mao was not great at ruling. I mean, he's oh, great. Oh, he's great at being authoritarian. He's no, but but. <laughs> oh yeah. How many people died? In... He's oh, great at being Mao. He's couple, like a hundred million Chinese died. <laughs> Listen, he could be on a yeah. T-shirt now. It's fine. I mean, Deng <laughs> Deng Xiaoping. Don't yeah. Uh, he righted the ship, and only after overthrowing like Mao's like wife and all that that cadre, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that's a whole different issue. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a whole new podcast, but um, but yeah, and and so after that, um, in particular, because as China was opening up yeah. um, into the world economically, I'm glad um, that happened. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people were saying thanks, America. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that started to kind of happen around the 80s. Yeah. Um, and a lot of foreign direct investment went over to China. And China really didn't want to mess up that new relationship. It was like a fresh high school relationship. It was like, they, I'm... They don't, know their, they, they don't know our dark past. They can't read. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or they're just lazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Well, their whole family starved, you know. Don't forget <laughs> it that easily. Well, they do. I'm not talking about the foreign investment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's probably fine. It's, it's gonna be fine. Which one? Like, child labor. I mean, eh. we like the same music. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway. They have funny T-shirts. It's. <laughs> they yeah. have uh, what is it, a million people in uh, at least in detention. Oh in yeah, re-education, re-education camps. Re- air quotes. Re-education. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we're not gonna get that because we did that. Already. They're learning how to be concentrated. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Is the episode's called uh, "Concentration Camps in Chinese Char- Characters with Chinese Characteristics." Yeah. Oh, there we yeah. go. That, I like that. that. Yeah, but, uh, that's another one. But so I, we won't need to talk about the sad, terrible situation the Uyghurs mm. are going through. But yeah, well, well actually, t- directly linking it to that, yeah. the Chinese government has actively been using similar measures to either suppress Uyghur activists abroad yeah. or bring them back to China. 
or get well, them deported back to China. Something really interesting, though, that kind of crosses both of those paths is this guy, Elam Todi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. The name sounds really familiar. Yeah, so he was super prominent Uyghur, um, and he he taught in Beijing for a while um, at, I think, Beijing Minzu University. Um, but while he was over there, he kind of had this this role where he started to tell the students slowly but surely, but feed them kind of the real information, you know, like this is what's going on in the rest of China. And then it became, this is what's going on in the rest of the world. And so he started opening up a lot of students' eyes, but also local communities' eyes. Um, And so people would start, I mean, not even people at the university, like (laughs) locals (laughs) would come and sit on his lectures and be like, this is amazing. And granted, this is in the 90s. So... So then fast forward a few years and this guy, you know, he, he's banned from teaching, um, after his lectures became so popular. And so he (laughs) creates his own website, which ended up becoming wildly famous. Um, kind of like in the China, China's dark web. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he became this amazing human rights figure. And then suddenly I think it, oh man. I don't want to mess up the date, but insert maybe three years ago, right? Yeah. And and all of a sudden, China. He's on his way to the U.S. after doing all these amazing things for Uyghur nationals, and and not only that, but for Han Uyghur relations. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not even about Uyghurs at that point. It's just about a country. It's about unity, yeah. which you would think China is uh, fond of, but... Unity through ball fist. That's <laughs> the velvet glove, you know? Yeah. It'll leave bruises if you punch wearing a glove. Oh, Jesus. Kevin. You hit him with a bag of mangoes and have a bruise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an abusive relationship, but actually in geopolitics. Yeah. So, so and this... <laughs> but what I was going to say yeah, is, he, uh, he was on his way to actually be a professor at, I think, Indiana University... I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, it's in Indiana, though. Okay, rain. <laughs> but he was—he—he he got to the airport and he was immediately detained before he could even get on his flight, and uh, he was disappeared. Poof. Gone. Yeah, a lot um, of a lot of Chinese billionaires have also been. The corrupt, which also means oh man, this guys. is a whole other can of worms. Oh, don't but get it's me all... started. Okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> quick story. <laughs> so this guy, uh, Xiao Jianhua, he is this crazy billionaire, right? I think grew up in China, lives in Hong, lived in Hong Kong at the Four Seasons, like right in central Hong Kong. Yeah. Uh, he had this giant penthouse and all this stuff and was really well known. Um, as the founder of, I think, Tomorrow, Holding, Tomorrow Holdings Group. Um, and then, once again, one day, uh, suddenly he's not. And <laughs> um, he disappears. And so... It's a big country. They're all just wandering around. It's like they went to the farm. It's a really big farm, though, so they're just lost. Well, you know, it's funny. A lot of... So, China's favorite thing to do... China's favorite thing to do is to is to get people basically to write their own I'm so sorry letter after they disappear, which according to China is always on their own terms. 
And so in the case, while getting of, hit, write it. Well, yeah, well, well, well holding ba- a, a, pen a bag of mangoes in <laughs> a velvet glove, write Just, it with no fingernails and bad feet. That's a cultural thing, okay? You're let's, right. No, that was very. Sensitive. I'm sorry, that was insensitive. Um, Racist. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so uh, he was disappeared. Okay, so yeah, so so according to China. Um, and then also according to the press, because he writes, I'm doing quotation, writes his yeah. own letter explaining where the hell he went. He says that he went to mainland China for medical treatment. Now keep in mind, this guy's a, sorry, but he's a fucking billionaire. He is a, okay, he doesn't, course. if he wanted medical treatment, the last place he would want to go is mainland China. He would want medical to medical treatment with Chinese characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, it, it's like you know, there's scalpels involved and stabby, or just you know, a uh, induced a lobotomy. Color. Yeah, oh. <laughs> it's like, re-education. It's re-education. Yeah, I mean, no, it's smart. You know, he was getting away from you know the uh, the the party's values, and he needed to be um, relearned real good. <laughs> relearned real good. You know, <laughs> I want to I want to ask because they they. They've gotten bolder, not just China, but obviously China feels much more comfortable in its geopolitical stance, and yeah. it, with the U.S. sort of being oh, sure. turmoil politically, they feel even more confident doing this abroad. What do you think is their ultimate objective for doing this? Is it to send a message to other, like, you know, filthy rich billionaires, like, toe the line, pay your fair share of taxes, and then so Is it sort of like... What Saudi did for a while, where they took all of their billionaires and put them in the Four Seasons as like jail. It, it also made it, it also might have been easy, made it easier for them to acquire their Carl, Ritz Carlton. Yeah, you know, acquire their 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 holdings and that kind of stuff and the control because like you know it, it is like a big giant company, so it's just like wow. well, it's a aggressive it's a, aggressive take. What's what's the, it's a hostile takeover? Yeah, it, it's a multifaceted problem. Um, and so, so hence the answer is also multifaceted. Yeah. So, so yes, on one hand, um, it is about the money. Uh, this guy, like I said, he's one of the biggest billionaires. He moved yeah. to Hong Kong because he, I don't even think, could have that much money in China. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And even still, he was a threat. Um, yeah. So part of it, especially, especially under Xi Jinping, a.k.a. Little Mao, a.k.a. Winnie the Pooh in China... I was, about, I was like, if you didn't say Winnie the Pooh, I No, went I went there. I took it there. <laughs> That's just become our new theme. Yeah. We have a lot of Winnie the Poohs. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. we keep talking about China. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> General Kenobi. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but especially for Xi Jinping, this is a problem. I mean, if there were ever a Chinese Napoleon, it would be Xi Jinping. Because he... Also worth noting that Napoleon lost twice after winning a lot, and then well, so did Mao. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, he also took advantage of it. It was later on, wasn't it? But he also took advantage of the Kuomintang fighting um, Japan to you know when they they fought most of the war, and then Mao was like, "Hey, look, I can win." (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying they were good people either, but (laughs) well, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, so. (laughs) Part of it, yeah, is the money thing. Um, but the other part of it, like like you said, Kevin, is is to set a standard. And that is Chinese Machiavellian good old fashioned fear. It is let me instow in your heart 
complete hatred of your country and fear of your country enough that you won't that you won't Tiananmen it. It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter who you are, how rich you are, uh, we'll still get you. So I, I think yeah, the problem with their strategy when they do that is like eventually like you know, you see what happens, and they, I mean, I'm, I don't think they paid enough attention to what happened in Egypt or even Syria. It's like, yeah, Assad is still in power. There's a breaking point. But, like, at some point, like, well, that's China's, things start to crack. And that's China's crack. biggest Achilles heel, honestly. Well, that's their biggest fear, too. I mean, it's a, um, it's a Leninist vanguard state, you know. It's, doesn't it? The party, leads, party leading the people to the promised land. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But. So. We're we're getting down like we still have to play at that. We're, so we're getting down there, but there's something I really want to ask. So if this change, I mean that really changed. Like we've seen this more the last couple of years. Like it's more publicly known. I mean, it's also because you know information moves better and that kind of stuff. The internet, social media, all that kind of crap. But it's like, how much is this U.S. retreating from world leadership? Not even starting with Trump, but like with what Obama was doing, which yeah, no, which, 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 which yeah. his, his was much more kind-hearted, more like. Hey, <laughs> I mean, you know the famous axiom, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. No, so I know. He, all this, the, the acceleration of this started under his watch. Oh, don't worry. I thought it was all garbage. I thought it was poor policy as shit. But, like, mm-hmm. uh, but like, uh, it was all, like, we shouldn't be the one. It should be a group effort to lead. And then the problem is no one else was stepping up. It's even, like, remember, like, Libya, when we intervened, and, like, NATO was, like, so we ran out of munitions and uh, logistics. We need help to, to bomb the stuff because we suck at this uh, without you. And that, like, all those situations, basically trying to, like, big a more shared effort. It's just, like, world wasn't ready for it, and we were, I mean... And, and it's tough, because you you don't want to be, you know, you don't want another rock, you know? The U.S. being, yeah. like, okay, let's just go in, like, fuck what other, everyone let's else thinks. And, Democracy is being established, what, motherfuckers! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I guess technically it is a democracy now. I mean, a lot of blood and treasure, a lot of Iraq, a lot more Iraqi blood, um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and that was you know going back to what your question is you know I I think a lot of this started with the Bush administration too where you know whereas the Obama administration was like let's hold hands sing kumbaya and mm-hmm. we, can, we can get things done together without any without any hard news politics politicking internationally the Bush administration was like all we're gonna do is punch people in the face and you know. I- yeah, I mean, some of that I think it worked out. Bush, Bush, Bush. Uh, his first four years, I think the second four years. Yeah, they, bit, yeah, they, got, yeah. They, they they fixed a lot of the problems. The problem was all the problems were already set. Mm. But like, Certain mustachioed gentlemen. Yeah, Lord Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> that crazy fuck. Mm. I, I, wonder, I wonder how bad it is for him when he's like, go meet these people that he hates so much, like for Iran or like North Korea. He's like, North Argh. Korea, yeah. He's just like, Argh. He's having a fucking I, conniption. He, he gives me the impression of someone who convinces himself that, what, that regardless that of he's the what good position. Guy. Yeah. He, <laughs> no, but regardless of what position he's doing, it's like because he's doing it, he's right. I could be wrong. I don't know. I haven't really. He's bashing and saying completely wrong. It's, 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 like, it's like him and fucking evil Ben Rhodes. Man, I would love to put those two in a room together. Yes, and then you could just into the sun. They could argue the entire time. Self righteous douchebags. Yeah, and for different reasons. Stephen Miller is smart, just terrible human being. Ben is a dumb, idealistic fuck. And that's kind of stupid. Oh, he's a good novelist. Who gives a shit? All right, well, moving on from the okay, Stephen anyway. Miller Ben Rhodes uh, death yeah. match that will hopefully occur at some point oh, in the near that, future. Can you imagine? Boxing match would be the worst fight ever. Boxing the best match? Fight. I want like gladiatorial combat. I want Sparta. Yeah. Well, one of. Well, Ben Rhodes is too soft to lose. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, it sucks. Why well, lions so no one wins? Um, anyway, yeah, so back to the thing. So, this retreat, how much is that con- contributing to what's happening now? And what, and is there anything we can do to kind of like, and there's nothing that can completely erase, like basically like, <laughs> do like a hard reset, I think that'd be impossible about, you know, something, just doing something fucking insane and drastic. So, which we shouldn't do. <laughs> so, one thing that's been interesting is like, as the Trump administration has moved away with sort of engaging with allies or doing anything more than browbeating allies for, mm-hmm. you know, things we don't like that they do all the time, except allies in the more territorial bend, in which case well, we praise them. Uh, in which case, is that an ally? Well, yeah, and so it, it brings, like, it's interesting because, like, countries in Europe feel pressured by Russia a lot right now. Um, maybe less in Western Europe than they should feel. I think you're, uh, they're taking too much of an apologist. And unfortunately, countries in Eastern Europe are both turning authoritarian and also, like, being like, fuck, Russia is getting big and bad. Well, don't yeah. be ready for Fort Trump in Poland. <sighs> See, the thing is, like, we could capitalize on that so much to pressure them to, like, calm down with their whole, like, oh, we're, like, a one-party state now. <laughs> yeah, so, so fascist or what? Okay. Fascist Polish qualities. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's like, hey, remember the last time that, guy, that kind of stuff happened to you guys? It's not good. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> Well, it was more done to them. That well, time. yeah, it's like, yeah, so exactly, they got the stick of it, so... Well, <laughs> actually, fun fact, the Polish government was so liberal in the run-up to World War II that the French and the British, like, really had some serious hesitations about backing them, mil- like, militarily against Germany. Really? Like, they they were, like, and again, the British were also... They were horribly anti-Semitic, they were very, like, discriminatory against minorities in the country, like... So it's, it's not like these things are, like, brand new, and it's... Cur- Traditional culture. But anyway, um, then another even more important place to look is, like, you look at what China's been doing, sort of East Asia, Indo-Pacific, I guess Mm -hmm. is what we're calling it now, um, because it's more broad. Uh, A lot of countries there, you know, if they're not, if it's not too late for them, and even sometimes in some cases it is, are looking, you know, politically, they're looking at least somewhat to the U.S. uh, or India or Japan uh, as sort of people who can not so much counter China and they can be a patron state of the US but they want someone to balance China because they don't want to be you know and well that's the thing is I don't think you can counter no and China and it's one of those things where it's don't fight a land war in Asia yeah <laughs> uh, oh, why <laughs> <laughs> okay or actually no or, nope. um, new US strategy we're gonna rearm and rebuild the Mongolian uh, horde and uh, let them loose <laughs> Can so you much. imagine? Shit, you are. <laughs> literally, they ride in on eagles. That would be fucking horrifying. Kind of dope. It's like, like I mean, kind of Game of Thrones. Well, I mean, like, see them in some of the recent Jurassic Park movies. Like, yeah, just, we can make, we can build giant scary eagles. Did you know in Russia? Is this in Russia? Yeah, a certain part of Russia. I forget. Don't quote me on this, but wants to create Jurassic Park. Actually. Like, create a section of Russia. Why, though? Exactly. Yeah, they don't die. It's, it's not going to happen. That's why they're trying to do it. They're like, well, it's because we need they something. found, like, a bunch of scientists, Russian scientists found a bunch of DNA for woolly mammoths. Nothing ever starts good. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever starts right? good. Nothing ever starts good for Russian scientists. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the Soviet Union did have some really good scientists. They're very poorly managed. Well, that, or, you know, they, they also had to have the human rights boundaries to do experiment, experiment on people. 
Yeah. But hey, you know. Tomato, tomato. But hey. But I think, like, there is, I mean, people... Gulag, galag. People, maybe not in Europe, where the, like, she-she lefties still see, like, China and Russia as, like, oh, well, they're fighting, they're anti-imperialist against evil imperial, you know, America, where it's like, no, it's not okay, that like, white, yeah. you know, it's super no, simplistic. It, it, yeah, no, China and Russia are actively acting like imperial powers, like, mm. okay, like, the U.S., yeah, we fucked up a lot, but... We make, it's like... We're the worst. It's like it's like demo, it's what's that? Um, democracy is the worst, best form of government. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah or the like, worst? No, democracy is the worst form of government, but every other. Yeah, it's it's yeah yeah exactly. So it's like you know it's like the U.S. Like we're we're especially the recent days we're fucking up real bad, but it's like we're still better than everyone else. Like oh. Eh. Uh, we well, we we have better intentions. I yeah, think. it's like yeah. It's usually it's like we fuck things up real bad. We would try to be nice about it. It's like oh, we broke everything, but we were oh, well, trying we're to. Oh, we're not Canada nice. So about so it, I actually but... just I actually just yeah, Canada sucks. Whoa. Uh, whoa. What do you mean whoa? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Trudeau falls downstairs. <laughs> um, oh yeah, useless fuck Trudeau. <laughs> but I, I actually just wrote an article, uh, self plug for uh, Georgetown Security <laughs> Studies Review, going to be published in the next couple days about this and how. Um, while like democracy promotion of its like democracy in of itself, like you look at like examples in like Egypt, like, yeah, that was, that was a mess because you need rule of law, sort of equality under the law, and this is a lot of things like economically that benefit U.S. and Western and really any investment because you look at places like China, like look at the restrictions that Google has to have or is accepting rolling eye roll. Uh, going going into China and then they complain about oh we don't want to work with the U.S. government because we have ethical standards or, or, or fucking Apple when they wouldn't uh, um, open remember the iPhone oh yeah like, well they're hypocrites I mean that, yeah it's like it's like oh yeah yeah have fun if your child built fucking phones you assholes like but like but the thing is like like companies like that mind. like like how how long is it going to be till like Google executives are disappeared in China to or held hostage by the, the well, People's yeah. Republic? Not soon enough. Like it it'll it could happen. I mean, look at what the Russians did to like U.S. investors. Like Bill Browder was an, an American. Yeah. I think he's a British citizen now, but he was he's like doing business there. And if he goes back, they want to kill him. I mean, I don't think they'll kill him personally, but they'll kill his. They've killed a bunch of his friends. Oh, and, oh yeah, London yeah. And, yeah. Russians are very, very much known for like. No, the journalist fell down the they shot them a bunch of bullets. Very sad accident. <laughs> or, like, or like, or even like, or or you know, their their uh, politicians being shot down in the like for the Kremlin. Like it's other crazy. They don't care. It's like, and the problem is, we can you know yell all we want about stuff, but nothing really ever changes. There's no. It's yeah. like it's, yeah. it's, it's 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 there's nothing to be done. Like, you could big stick it, but it probably makes shit worse. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I think the the bigger thing is there is a. a if the U.S. somehow miraculously got better at sort of pushing, balancing yes. China or more broad... Trade war, Kevin. Yeah, trade war. That's exactly. <laughs> but working with countries on the Chinese periphery that China is actively playing around in oh. and saying like, hey, like, it's not that we want to prevent Chinese investment. We just want to make it more like less politically like toxic and like right. force China to play by the rules. And we should talk to our great ally and human rights um, believer uh, Duterte. It's it's. The... I'm sure he would help. Yeah. And then after. Well, him, weirdly enough, weirdly enough, he really prostrated himself to China, whereas like the rest of the Philippines, including the military, are like, dude, what the you do in England. Like, they start buying a bunch of Chinese weapons that don't match our military structure the last fucking 30 years. I mean, the dude's, uh, the dude's a bit, a bit nutty. Yeah, I don't know if, I don't think he's gonna make it in the next election. I think he's a, there he's a bit. 
he has a lot of pop- populist energy. I think someone eventually might kill him. Uh, another time. Another time, <laughs> to, another time to discuss this, because that'd be something interesting to talk about. But, um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's all fucked. Um... I don't know. We'll see. We kind of see what we're running. We're running out of time. Yeah. So, well, I, uh, so last final thoughts. If there's any besides, like everything's bad. Yeah, I think <sighs> the problem is the U.S. isn't playing a role in sustaining these sort of norms of like don't go kill your dissidents and other. I mean, we don't do it at least not yet. But like, don't go kill your dissidents. Follow some semblance of like rule of law, at least, like, internationally. Yeah, well, I feel like... Put him in prison for trivial things, God. (laughs) As one should. As as we all do. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like, like, time and time again, countries internationally look to the U.S. as, as, as guidance. I mean, as kind of, like, someone who sets a precedent... And it's mostly power based. Well, of course but... it is. Oh, yeah. and, and we're not going to get into that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Hey, we're nice too. Mm. We just want to be we have, we have power and we're willing to back causes that aren't awful. But what we. Well, uh, it's like. Yeah, it's, we, we're complicated. We're, it's complicated. <laughs> Democracy's a pain in the ass. We it have really baggage. Yeah. <laughs> it changes every four years, policy does, and everything else. So it's all kind of. It's whatever, but you know. It, I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like right now, more than ever, um, things have things have gotten a little bit... Uh, Dicier. Dice, thank you. Dicier. It's, it's the Wild West out there. There needs to be like... Little, yeah, we are the Wild West. It's, it needs to become... It's like everyone needs to be like, take a breath and be like, hey, oh, it's not get out of hand because shit's going to get crazy. Because like, this interstate stuff, interstate and terrorism... like. That's what I've done most of my, my entire career in academic, like, academia, and then also my career is, is a problem. It's bad. It is not world-ending. But, but <laughs> that stuff, that stuff, if you create an a international, like, if you erode slash destroy international norms and international, I mean, quote-unquote order and, like, international, quote-unquote law, because, I mean, it's non-binding law and it's a loose interpretation of order, but it, it keeps things relatively stable. And when that breaks down... You'll have unintended consequences at the terrorism level, at the insurgency right. level, and well, it's right. And you've already seen that in some places. Well, that's the thing is, if if countries see a con- country such as the U.S., if they see our country as turning our head, turning a blind eye to things that we would typically not only slap someone's hand for that, but but call them out, like publicly humiliate them. Yeah, it, you it, know, it, 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 give them the whole college. Well, we sanction yeah. someone where they they you think twice. Even if you don't mean it, just say it. It was it was like, like examples like you know the, the quick example then we're ending. Um, it was like the um, the uh, recent attack on the IRGC in Iran, that terror attack. Mm. Like we had the shittiest response. It was just like, yeah, hey, you know, it's sad, but like maybe I shouldn't be so terrible. It's like, dude, you know, it's like not not, not 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 the time, Come on. not yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah, but you know, with order breaking down in the world, you know, when we the U.S. you know falls apart and um, we have new militias, remember, you can't spell tyranny without Ryan. So support me for your local militia leader. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was almost diplomatic. Thanks, guys. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> it's the truth. Cheers. Uh, that was the truth. <laughs>